1: At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
2: Welcome to Press This, the WordPress community podcast featuring exclusive content and interviews with leaders in the WordPress community. Covering everything from development to integrating your digital marketing strategy with WordPress. Join host David Vogelpohl of WP Engine and special guests from across the community as they keep you up to speed on the latest advancements in WordPress. Let's get
3: started. Hello everyone and welcome to the Press This WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host David Vogelpole and I support the WordPress community through my role at WP Engine and I love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on Press This. As a reminder, you can always subscribe on iTunes or iHeartRadio or download the latest episodes of Press This at webmasterradio.fm. In this episode, we're going to be covering one of my favorite topics we're going to be talking about getting the most from online reviews, and to join us for that, uh, I'd like to welcome to the show, from Starfish Reviews, Mr. Tevia Washburn. Tevya, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, This is such an interesting topic for me because I think this is one of the areas that as WordPress uh, site creators or if you're a WordPress site operator, this is probably one of those areas you probably don't spend a lot of time on. And so what we're going to talk about today are strategies that you can use with online reviews to get more insights from those reviews, to get insights that are helpful, things that you can actually, information you can actually do stuff with. Um, and then how to get those you know, really needed five-star reviews and how you can use those to improve uh, the business and the products that you're trying to promote. So if you're an agency or freelancer, I think this is super applicable because having a good point of view as you service your clients on a review strategy is helpful. And then certainly as a site operator or a business owner, um, reviews and the role of them in your business is super important to your success. And so I think for me today, really, really interesting to hear Tevia's point of view on this. So Tevia, really curious, before we get started on all this review stuff, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about your WordPress origin story. How did you get first exposed to all this WordPress stuff?
4: sure yeah well mine probably sounds a lot like a lot of other peoples um i'd been building where websites on you know html front page dreamweaver all that kind of stuff for years and one day start sat down to start a new website for somebody that had asked me to to do it for them and just thought there has got to be a better way this this just is so painful you know to have to upload everything via ftp and uh, um, when you make an adjustment to the design, then you've got to update all the pages, you know, that that are affected by that and all that kind of stuff. And so I started searching around, and like most people, I think I tried out uh, Drupal or Joomla. I can't remember now which one it was, but um, just couldn't make heads or tails of it at the time. And so I kept searching and I came across WordPress and you know I installed it and pretty quickly was able to figure it out, figure out how it worked and what was going on. and was just super impressed with how the you know I could modify the theme once and all my pages, all my posts were affected you know by that design change and ready to go. And then also just how easy it was to to write posts and pages and uh, put those together. And so I was I was hooked. I was done. I didn't I didn't do anything
3: but WordPress from that point on. That's well, funny. You know, uh, I've asked this question. The first question I ask of every guest is their origin story. And I will say, though, that you were the first person to admit that you came from Dream Weaver Re- and Front Page. So <laughs> that is unique to you, Tevya. Uh, maybe the others also did that. They just weren't admitting it.
4: Yeah, maybe. I I did write HTML too, but I like those just for the more visual aspects of them, even though the code behind them wasn't uh, always the best.
3: <laughs> That's okay. I'll I'll join you in the shame, Tevye, and admit that I also built sites with front page. So <laughs> okay. You and I can own up to it. Everybody else can live in denial. So. Our club of shame. <laughs> yes, our club of shame. I like it. That'll be our hashtag for this episode. Uh, please do not use that hashtag when tweeting. <laughs> up. Uh, maybe so, I don't know. Anyway, so let's get back to the topic at hand, and uh, I, I think uh, in order to do that, I think it's helpful for people to understand a little bit more about the context of Starfish and you in particular. And so, I'm just curious, like, um, how did you decide to get into the review business? Like, what had made you decide to create Starfish reviews?
4: Sure. Well, so my I guess you could call it my day job but it's also another you know I I own it I bootstrapped it it's called Word Express and we back a few years ago would build and maintain WordPress websites for people now we're focusing more on just the maintenance part but um, so we would build these sites and then we'd we'd maintain them which kind of made us like a marketing partner to our members and as such you know they would ask me about different things and one thing that I kept getting asked about was reviews you know like how how does this work and stuff well um, as time went on I ended up meeting with a salesman for one of these review marketing companies and sitting down with him and you know kind of going over everything they did and he talked about how really the the key to what they did (laughs) was that they would have just a simple landing page that would ask people to, to gauge kind of their response and then encourage the good ones the ones that are, are very positive about the company or the product or whatever to go and leave a public review on on Google or Facebook or Amazon whatever platform you choose um, and so as I talking to him I thought okay this sounds great you know maybe I'll try to resell it to my clients and but the pricing was significantly more than what I was charging to design and build you know their website for them and I thought there's just no way they're gonna want to you know pay these kinds of prices on top of what they're already paying me that the small businesses that I was working with at the time were just too small their budgets were too tight and so I started thinking about I'm like well you know I may not be able to give all the advanced analytics and stuff that they have but I could probably provide something fairly similar to you know the, that core feature there that helps to capture the negative reviews for them to review internally and rep- and um, improve or you know to encourage the, the good reviews to be made publicly um, and so but I just kind of sat on that idea for a while until finally a customer sent me one of those landing pages from one of these review uh, management companies and he said hey could you do this on my website and of course I had a ready answer because I'd already been thinking about it and so I just put together a little prototype based on existing WordPress plugins and stuff and put it out there and, and let him use it to see how it worked. Um, so he used it and he his reviews on Google shot up significantly, he saw uh, great SEO improvements from it, all that kind of stuff, he just loved it, he was super excited about it and I thought well this is fine but if I want to resell it to my other clients I'm going to have to you know kind of rebuild it on each of their sites and so I thought well why don't I just you know get with a developer and we'll build a plugin, and then it'll be really easy for me to, to deploy and then of course the obvious follow-up thought is well if we're going to build a plug-in why don't we just sell it for anybody who wants to use it um, you know especially other uh, people in the WordPress design building maintenance industries will probably love this to be able to resell to their clients as kind of a review marketing tool um, and you know maybe can combine it with some other review marketing stuff and so that's what's happened we've, we launched it um, like that that's who we've targeted it at and that's who seems to buy it the most is you know webmasters marketer types who are then uh, using it as a value add for their clients or an upsell.
3: That's great, you know, and this this totally wasn't a setup here, but I kind of mentioned earlier in the show about how review strategy and some of my background I saw as important in terms of understanding relative to freelancers and agencies, and it was kind of interesting then to hear you tell the story about how you were basically getting this question from customers, not having a good answer for them, and having to essentially self-serve, which kind of led you to, to build Starfish reviews, so um, it, it was really interesting. Also interesting to hear about just the strategy in general and really again the focus of this episode is to kind of unpack like well what should that strategy be not necessarily get too deep into the tooling piece but it was interesting to hear this notion of kind of eliciting that response and then kind of directing people to, to leave public reviews if they were positive and and um, you know give you that feedback internally if they were negative but like how, how do you get your head around that like do, do people like question whether that's a good strategy or not like is it are you hiding things in terms of reviews or how do people reconcile this notion of well if it's good I'll recommend Google if it's not I'll, I'll kind of keep it to myself and try to improve upon it but like how, how do people think about that strategically?
4: Sure well the the original problem comes from the fact that historically people very rarely would leave a review if they'd had a positive experience almost all reviews are left when somebody is really ticked off for some reason right <laughs> and yes. sometimes there's just those people who you can't ever please you know they're gonna have a bad experience no matter what you do and so it it leads to this kind of negative um weighting of the reviews toward the negative negative. and so what what Starfish reviews does and what a lot of these review management companies do is kind of help to offset that and try to really encourage say hey you had a great experience remember that (laughs) how about sharing it publicly with everybody else and as time has gone on we're starting to see more of a shift there where people are more likely to leave a positive review Um, but there's there's I feel like there's still some real need there to help encourage those positive reviews the other thing uh, to address your question is that Google and certain other websites have um, certain rules and stuff and where you can't actively uh, prevent negative reviews and just promote the positive ones and so like our plugin and most of the other review management tools out there they have options for you to make sure that you're not violating those terms so the, the negative reviewers still can go through and leave that negative review but you maybe get a little heads up on it a little head start on trying to correct those issues and stuff like that.
3: So you're playing by the rules uh, for the platforms and generally you mentioned the other tools are as well and that makes sense and it's, I don't know, like to think about it in simple terms, it's like if you're a shopkeeper and somebody comes in and has an awesome experience and compliments you, you might say, hey, tell you, would you mind telling your friends about us but if somebody comes in and and, lo- and lambasts you over something, you're not going to be like, hey, can you tell your friends about that? <laughs> um, so like logic wise, it does make sense and that weighting of reviews is so acute and, and you know, so many businesses Suffer from that, right? Like so many people are much more likely to post a review if they get angry and and want to tell the world how they were wronged versus having a pretty good experience. My wife and I had this conversation the other day about contractors that we were looking to hire for our house and it's like basically if you do the adequate job all the time, you will only have netic- a- a negative reviews, right? If you only mm-hmm. just meet expectations, no one's going to go out of their way to post a positive review about that. You have to not, you have to get a positive review. You have to super, you know, way exceed people's expectations and all you have to do to get a negative review is mess up one time and so um, there's this this struggle businesses have so it's interesting to hear that so thinking about this and thinking about review strategy um, what do you think like what are the biggest mistakes people uh, make when they think about their review strategy is it all fake reviews or like what are the biggest mistakes people are making as they think about review strategy
4: Um, well we've kind of already covered what I think is probably the biggest and that's just kind of assuming that they're going to get positive reviews as long as they do a good job or at least a you know a fair to middling job you might say um, like, like what you were talking about with the contractors um, and so I think that's one of the biggest mistakes is just that assumption that hey I did a good job somebody's gonna leave me a review and what we see from the data is most of the time that's not true unless you've got you know hundreds of thousands maybe millions of customers that you're interacting with then you might get that very small percentage who will you know be proactive and leave that positive review. Um, So I think that's probably the biggest thing. Um, Maybe the second kind of follows right along with it and then that's that some passive um, encouragement is gonna do you a lot of good. So maybe you just have a link on your website like how do you feel about us, you know, give us some feedback or in your email newsletter you just include somewhere down at the footer like hey, leave us a review or something like that. Um, And what we see with those is again, the conversion rates on those are really really low you don't usually get very many reviews out of that kind of stuff and so what really works is being more um, more proactive like you were saying in the example um, when somebody has a great experience telling them hey go tell your friends (laughs) except what you're saying is hey go tell the whole world you know online with a public review
3: so lack of being proactive is a big mistake. In other words, assuming people are gonna do it, assuming meeting expectations is gonna result in extraordinary results in terms of good reviews, that's a mistake that folks should think about it more proactively and kind of get in front of the customer more and ask for the opportunity for them to leave that message. Um, So, uh, you know, it's interesting thinking about mistakes in reviews. I don't know if you recall the story of the what was the glasses shop in New York that was providing horrible service in order to get any review at all, and they discovered that the number of reviews at the time was ranking them in Google, and so they would provide terrible service just to get high rankings. Um, do you see people like trying to game review systems in that way, or is that kind of a one-off story that's rare?
4: Um, well, I think Google has fixed that, and I would imagine most of the you know review platforms will have closed any loopholes of that sort um, and the downside of that is that people really look at reviews and so if you've got a ton of negative reviews sure you might rank first but is anybody going to come buy glasses from you if, if all you've got is I, one I star
3: rating I think in that story it actually did work and they actually it did, did sell a bunch of glasses because of it and I'm sure people reading the reviews didn't, but uh, and you know that particular story is is old, and Google did fix that, but it was just this notion of like, do you feel like people trying to game review systems is a big mistake people make?
4: Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it can be. And you need to definitely be careful about that. And the review systems get smarter and smarter. Um, I also think that we're seeing a change in in consumers and the way they think about things. So where that might have worked back then, you know, now Google's going to have their rating right alongside their, their Google you know, listing in the search results and people do look at reviews.
3: <laughs> so they don't and have so- to dig as much anymore because it's in Google sense, it's being surfaced kind of right along with the results. So, you know, kind of in the lens of like, yeah, you can game it, but it'll only work for a while and then you might have to pay the piper. Yeah. Um, really interesting observation, uh, Um We're going to take a quick bat break. When we get back, I want to kind of dive a little deeper into reviews, especially around conversion rates. So everybody hang tight, and we'll be right back.
2: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more Press This in just a moment. Content Marketing
1: World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world, covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that Will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code RADIO100. That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm
2: and get your message delivered now. Let's press forward with more Press This, only on webmasterradio.fm.
3: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Press This WordPress community podcast on Webmaster Radio. Right before the break, we were interview. we are interviewing Tevia Washburn of Starfish Reviews. Tevia was sharing a little bit about the uh, downside of gaming review systems um, and some of the implications of that long term. Obviously, not a great idea. But when I went to shift gears a little bit and now talk about conversion rates and reviews. Um, Now, you mentioned earlier in the episode, Tevia that you'd spoken to this salesperson from one of these kind of uh, enterprise level uh, kind of review management systems. And um, I'm sure part of his pitch is that good reviews lead to more revenue like how is that true? Like are you just putting your five-star reviews all over your product pages and calling it a day? Like why do reviews matter. Do you, do you, do you offer fair and balanced reviews when you surface them? Like some one-star, some five-stars. Uh, how me understand, like, why does it matter with conversion rates that you have a good review strategy?
4: Sure. Well, I, I kind of alluded to this before, like with the glasses store, you know, where they only had one-star reviews, is we're seeing a shift in the way people – interact with reviews as well where people read them a lot more they're a lot more um, careful to do a little bit of research by reading through you know several reviews and so if you have um, if you have a few one-star reviews but you've got lots of say four and five-star reviews then that can actually look good it looks real because like we talked about before you know everybody's you can't please everybody all the time you always you know somebody falls through the cracks something goes wrong you know you get one or two and so we actually see that people respond better when you have at least you know one or two negative reviews mixed in with a whole bunch of of positive reviews Mm -hmm. they feel like okay this is a legitimate company that you know has real people as their customers and they're not gaming the system you know they're not a hundred percent five-star reviews Um, and and when some recent polls, sorry, I'm <laughs> some recent uh, surveys that have been done by companies like Bright Local and Review Trackers um, have shown that people, for example, I'll just throw a few stats at you here. Um, 85% of people actually trust what they read in the reviews as much as what they what a friend tells them. So that's huge, you know, (laughs) if my friend tells me this, pizza joints super duper good you know i i trust that pretty heavily well 85 percent of people most people will trust those reviews that say this pizza joint's awesome as much as their their buddy that recommends it
3: too. it's so funny because having audited the reviews of various vendors i've tried to use over the years and finding fake reviews in all of them that's actually kind of shocking to hear that 85 percent would trust a review from a third party as much as a friend
4: yeah, well, if I understand the stat correctly, it was it was reviews in general. So it's not like they just see, oh, there's one five-star review. I'm going to trust that. It's that they're reading through the reviews. <laughs> and if they're seeing lots of Of really positive reviews then it's as valuable as as a
3: friend's recommendation gotcha thematically good or thematically bad and so one of the other pieces of my question though was like does it help the first part was does it help conversion rates which I think you've, you've answered but I think the question next would be like well how and then maybe like how would I do that on my website like is it helpful to surface the reviews on my website or link them off to Google or Yelp or like how do you think about that
4: sure um well, so all all those review platforms are other ways for people to find you. They're great for marketing, they're great for SEO. And what they do is they kind of set the customer's attitude before they even interact with you. So ideally, you know, if they're searching on Google for whatever product or service you offer, then they're seeing you there and they're seeing those reviews there first so that when they click through to your website, they're already predisposed one way or the other they already have a a negative attitude in which case they probably wouldn't even click through at all (laughs) to your website Um, but if they have a positive attitude you know then they're gonna click through and they're gonna likely uh, much more likely buy your product or service they're coming to buy at that point because they've already been convinced Um, think of you know I, I don't know how most people are but I assume most people are like me when you shop on Amazon for something new especially if the price is you know very expensive at all I look at a few details real quick and I scroll straight down to the reviews (laughs) because I want to see what other people think about that product and what problems they're having and things like that and so um, do I recommend displaying reviews on your website yeah that's great but people are smart enough to know that you know you can only show the best ones or things like that and so they want to be able to get to the source to Google or to Facebook or Yelp or whatever and be able to see what you know the rating is or showing your overall rating can be helpful too so that you're letting them know hey you know we do have a few bad reviews we're not going to display them here but you don't get a 4.5 you know out of five stars rating and without a few uh, lower stars.
3: So unless you're like maybe a marketplace like Amazon where the reviews essentially are kind of a – and I guess they, of course, have ultimate control over what reviews are shown, but are really more of a reflection of a broader community and for the most part aren't being manipulated by the product owners, um, that there's more trust if they're reading those reviews on something like Google or Yelp versus you cherry-picking the ones to show them on your web page
4: yeah and I don't know how smart the average consumer is you know it totally depend on the product or service but for example with WooCommerce the reviews are great for SEO because you know you can show that data to Google through schema and stuff like that but I think most people are aware if you're just you know if it's your reviews on your product on your website that you can control those (laughs) and so uh, reviews somewhere else on a third party that's not controlled by you that you can only mostly just respond to um, are are going to be a lot more effective and carry a lot more weight.
3: Yeah, it's funny how sophisticated people are getting in this notion of uh, of shilling in a sense or, or or grabbing the specific reviews that help you and then placing that on the page. Uh, it does make sense. People can see through that. And having kind of that third-party platform to validate that makes sense. And it sounds like from a conversion rate perspective, as long as you have a proactive review strategy uh, and I'm guessing proactive engagement with customers too, uh, that the balance of that and when people digest those reviews, um, that's what will ultimately give you that conversion lift is basically having a solid review strategy, not necessarily cherry-picking the best reviews and plopping them on a web page.
4: Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, I don't, I, again, I don't think there's anything wrong with putting your best foot forward and only, you know, if you're only going to show four reviews on your site, I think it's fine to show, you know, f- ones that are all five stars. But it probably also wouldn't hurt you to have one of those be a four star or a three star or something like that. Um, again, it shows that you're real and it shows that you're honest and, and willing to be upfront. And sometimes people will take that over the, the possibility of a na- negative experience.
3: Yeah, it's really interesting. I, I'm sure it also varies depending, as you pointed out, on the product or target audience you're going after and and what would be most effective. Um, uh, but it totally makes sense. So yeah. uh, very interesting. So I want to talk now a little bit about bad reviews. Nobody likes bad reviews, of course. Uh, very <laughs> disheartening. Small business owner, and uh, God help you if a competitor's giving you a fake bad review, and that's the only review you have, or you only have two or three, and and you're just in bad shape there. Um, but, but what should people do about Rad review should I should I stick my head in the sand and pretend they don't exist um, that, that seems like the easiest <clears throat> yeah
4: um. No, I think the best thing to do is to respond to them and to respond to them in a polite you know, um, and validating way. So you want to validate that review and say, look, we understand you had a bad experience. We're sorry about that. Come back to us and let's see if we can make it right. Um, I think that's really the best way to handle it is if there is any opportunity there to get them to come back and see if you can provide them a better review or excuse me, a better experience so that they will then provide you with a better review um, that's that's the number one best way so respond to it if you know who it is or you're able to reach out to them reach out to them see if you can make things right with them that's the right thing to do even if they don't change their review um, but from there like we've already discussed uh, an occasional bad review can actually be a good thing it can show that um, your company is real and that you do make mistakes on occasion and things like that, but if you show that you're willing to make that right, that can often make up for that. And so that negative review can, can really be a positive thing for you.
3: Yeah, I think that's great advice. I mean, so often I see people try to be argumentative and make their case about why they were right and like that never turns out well. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do your, your brand any justice and you're certainly not winning a friend from the person that was um, upset. Um, I do want to dig deeper into this, but we're going to do is We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.
2: Time to plug into a commercial break. Stay tuned for more. Press this in just a moment. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search
3: engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors.
1: WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement.
2: Let's press forward with more. Press this only on Webmaster Radio.fm.
3: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Press This, the WordPress Community Podcast on Webmaster Radio. This is your host, David Vogelpohl, and I'm interviewing Tevia Washburn on review strategy. Super, super important topic, especially if you're building sites that want to make money. So, uh, Tevia, earlier in the show, I asked you what were the biggest mistakes people made with their review strategy. And I'm just curious, like, what have you seen in the ecosystem or with your customers where people are just doing a really, really good job with their review strategy? Like, what who, who's doing something awesome? Maybe you don't have to mention them by name, but like, give me some examples of people that are just doing a really, really good job.
4: Reviews really all start with the company itself and with your company culture and things like that. So the companies that generally do the best are the ones that people are going to talk about offline, right? They're the ones who, when something goes wrong, they take full responsibility for it even if really the fault is their customers (laughs) they take that responsibility and they say we're going to make this right we're going to do whatever we can to make it up to this person or they're the ones who have a huge focus on customer service and you know they're just really really good at taking awesome care of their people it's the kind of company that would be talked about you know friend to friend offline as well because when they ask for reviews people always give you know really great reviews because they're really excited about them. Um, So it really starts you know with your, your business model with your focus and with your company culture and then goes from there if you're taking really great care of your clients then when you ask them for a review they're gonna leave you a really great review.
3: So it's this notion of if I want someone to say something nice about me, I should be doing nice things for them. In other words, I should be treating them well, I should have a company culture that's around supporting the customer and giving them experiences and giving them reasons to uh, to share that, not just uh, relying on being proactive in terms of asking for it.
4: Yeah, exactly being proactive and asking for is a very important step but it's kind of second it kind of comes after you've got everything in order within your company because if you're not taking great care of people um, you know where are you going to get those good reviews from (laughs) you might be able to get some okay ones but you've got to you've got to really impress people if you want them to say good things about you offline or online
3: yeah, it's really interesting and even thinking through my career you know, I'm blessed to work at WP engine and, and part of our core values is to be customer inspired and you know you you see that permeate throughout the org in terms of the decisions we make um, the customers that we interact with and, and really thinking about like and our mission is how do we help our customers when online And for us, what that means is kind of sitting beside the customer, looking at what their objective is and seeing how we can support them in that. And it seems silly to mention that on a a podcast perhaps about our reviews, but I think one of the reasons WP Engine enjoys kind of this kind of positive sentiment from our customers at large and even within the community and social and reviews is is because of that being part of our core, because that's part of what we act on and what we bring um, into those experiences. And the customers feel that and they feel the helpful. From that and you know you, you look at the social feed and it's just glowing and I've worked at other places where that wasn't true, right All of the decisions were about what's best for the business. All of the decisions were exactly what was in the contract and, and no wiggle room at all or what was in uh, what was in the listed items of support and, and hardly any wiggle room and they had no advocates as customers. Uh, no customers as advocates. And so to, to have that be part of the culture is key to getting that response because if you're not delivering those experiences, who's going to go tell their friends about you? Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, your plugin itself. And uh, this is kind of shifting gears a little bit from review strategy to uh, WordPress strategy in general. Well, Tevya, I've really enjoyed speaking with you today. I, I know this has been really interesting to me and having you know spent some time in review optimization in the past. I definitely learned a lot even with that background, so I hope everyone in the audience did as well. Um, I wanted to thank you for joining the show today.
4: Thank you, David. I'm happy to be on here.
3: Awesome. And if you'd like to learn more about what Tevya's is up to, you can visit starfish.reviews and check out that product and a little bit what Tevye is up to. Thanks, everyone, for listening to press this the wordpress community podcast on webmaster radio as a reminder you can subscribe on itunes iheart radio or download the latest episodes at WebmasterRadio.fm. again this is your host david Vogelpohl, and i support the wordpress community through my role at wp engine and i love to bring the best of the community to you here every week on press this